Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 137 of the podcast, and it's entitled Stop Beating Yourself Up About Your Past Mistakes. You know, one of the things that I, I have a series of statements that I sometimes stay and I sometimes don't, and I haven't in quite a while, but one of them says, I forgive myself from my past, whether it was years ago or a moment ago. Oh, well. I use it to learn from. You know, I was I was thinking as I was thinking about this this episode just barely. You know when when you were like a little kid and maybe a bigger cousin or or even a parent or something like grabs your hands or and just kind of does that whole thing where they start hitting you with your own hand and say stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Well, that's what I'm telling you guys. Stop hitting yourself. There's nothing we can do about our past mistakes. And if you're filled with fear and dread and all of those feelings about something that you've done in the past because of how you think it has the potential to limit your future, understand that most of those things come from the factory of lies. They come from the adversary. And there's not truth in them. Yes, our our choices really can affect our future. but. So often we don't like, we think that all is lost before we've even tried anything. So where does this episode come from today? This episode comes from in the past. So I mentioned how in January I was in a car wreck. And so I was hit T-boned and in the, from the driver's side, or I'm sorry, from the passenger side. And so it slammed me, it, it slammed me to my left. Well, that made a lot of my arm and wrist and like my forearm and everything hurt. Well, then I decided to compound that problem with probably in the past few months, I got just super video games are built to be addictive. And so they anyways, I, I got super addicted to NBA 2K and, you know, even another game that I have. And I just kept playing and playing and playing and playing and not, not even realizing that at first that it was probably hurting my wrist. Well, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going until I finally was you know, asking my physical therapist that I was already seeing for other stuff about my wrist. And he basically said, hey, you're, you're still okay. Just basically, uh, you know, do these, do these stretches. And, and I kind of, you know, forgot about that, you know, so I didn't, I didn't do them. Because I was already doing all kinds of other stretches. Well, then I, I went back and I went and spent some time with my family and wasn't going to see a physical therapist every few days. And so when I w- was doing that and my wrists were already a bit sore, that wasn't good. And so by the time I got back home, after three weeks or so of spending with my family, my, my wrists were really sore. And you know, immediately we jump to the worst possible conclusion. Oh, you know, I, I, I've, I've totally screwed up and <clears throat> I'll never be able to do a lot of the things that I want to do because I'm, I made this stupid choice consecutively for a few months. Well, every time I prayed about it and every time I asked Heavenly Father, even, even more in fear than faith, he said, Joseph, like, you're going to be fine. You know, you, and I'm like, well, what does that, you know, what does that mean? 
and you know and and what i what i feel like it means is that i'll be able to recover to to 100% of where i was but i didn't take it past the point of no return and so and you know and even as i say these things out loud i'm kind of just like checking with myself to see if that still feels real but it, it like i was spending so much time just so worried Spending so much time worried about, oh man, I can't believe. And, and it wasn't just worried. It was beating myself up. It was like, how could I be so stupid to not stop playing a game when my arms and hands and everything were hurting? How could I be so dumb? Well, guys, it's, it's not always us. We are so influenced by forces of good and evil, which... You know, one I believe being Heavenly Father and the other I believe being the adversary. And one of them is much more vocal. And that's the adversary. You know, he gets us so into and addicted to the silliest and dumbest things that we don't even realize. I mean, I just got back Today, <clears throat> I'm recording this on a, on a Tuesday, and I just barely got back in town last Monday. And so I was. I was kind of worried, and I was frustrated, but mostly with myself. Like, I'm not going to be able to, to play guitar, at least for you know, the time being, and you know do all the other things that I love to do and work on the really cool things that I was working on because I got trapped in a video game. But... You know, I, I was talking to somebody last night and they shared something with me. They were talking about the grace of God. And they were talking about how the Lord <clears throat> basically, you know, he, he already knew that they were going to go through that particular situation in their life. You know, and as I and as I thought about the spirits, almost like Joseph, you already knew, like the Lord already knew that you were gonna do this. And and yes, did I did I make that choice? Absolutely. But essentially, like He's already prepared a way. And and you know, and the other part of this title was gonna be start looking for solutions. You know, if, if I just stay in that mode of being so frustrated and so upset that I made, <clears throat> that I made silly choices, like I acknowledge that I, I acknowledge it, you know, and I, I, I acknowledge how silly this may even sound to some people. Well, then I started talking to more people that, you know, deal with certain things, you know, that one of my, my, my massage therapist, she said, yeah, like they you know, even in massage therapy school, they tell us, hey, you need to be careful or you're going to get some, you know, some form of carpal tunnel, which is essentially where there's a very tiny tunnel that a lot of, a lot of nerves and veins and everything flow through in your arm. And so they, if they get inflamed, if they, if they flare up, then they're all trying to go through that same space and it's really painful. Now that's my very limited understanding. I was you know, but we, we focus so much more on the fear and the worry. Like, that's not where Heavenly Father wants us to focus. Heavenly Father wants us to focus on the solutions. And you know what? He also wants us to look to Him. 
Now he says in his scripture, look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. You know, and, and so, <clears throat> you know, so what, what did I do last week? Well, when my arms were really, really sore, I basically, I called up my massage therapist and she just happened to have her only appointment a few hours later for that entire week. And, and, and so that, that helped, but ironically, it actually, it made my arm flare up like crazy and be on fire. And I couldn't even sleep that night because it was so bad. And she even told me like, just if your arms are pretty jacked up, <laughs> especially your one, like, you know, and, and so, I mean, she was kind when, you know, she, she was just being honest. She was just sharing what she saw. And so I was, I was led to do that. And then after that, that night I couldn't sleep. I ended up watching tons of videos on YouTube of, okay, these are exercises you can do. And plenty of doctors that say, don't get surgery. Like, you know, and, and it hasn't gotten to the point. Like I, I hear it gets to the point sometimes that people feel like cutting their arm off. So mine, mine fortunately is not at that point. I, I think I actually caught it at the stage where it's, it's, it'll be okay. And, and that's what I really feel. And so like, but some of those thoughts and those fears and those worries have been so in my head for pretty much the entire week. I mean, you start thinking about all the things that you might not be able to do and your priorities start changing pretty quickly. And then you got to spend all this time like icing, you know, icing your arms because, you know, when you ice stuff, according to my very minimal understanding, you know, it kind of, it kind of shrinks stuff down. That's why you ice, that's why you ice a, a swollen ankle. You know, and I was thinking of last night, like it, <clears throat> I've been reading in the scriptures, you know, parts of the area where, well, one of, one of the ones where, you know, the guy asked the Lord to heal his withered hand. And it, and it really didn't kind of hit me in that moment, but like, you know, even now it is. Every one of us wants to be healed of something. And, you know, and, and even in that scripture, the man says, if thou wilt, I know you can. And, and I think sometimes we think of God being like so distant, so distant and just, and even saying, well, that's cool that he healed people in scriptural times. And last night as I was sitting down and <clears throat> I had my massage therapist come over again yesterday, like literally four days later after I'd just gotten one. And so my arms flared up again. And she told me, Joseph, you have to, you have to ice them. Like ice them basically a lot today. And, and they flared up pretty bad. Like they were, they were really, really hurting. You know, there's nothing on her. She's just doing her job. Um, but I, I was just sitting there and I was like, it's almost that question of why, like, why would you heal me? And then the spirit said, Joseph, I already have. And it reminded me of very specific times in my life. Did it, it healed me of some pretty big things. And there was a time I was, I was performing in, at the uh, Hilkamura pageant. This was back in 2012. And I was one of the lead roles. I was layman. He was like kind of the baddest of the bad guys in the, in the whole Book of Mormon. And so there's about, oh, there's 10,000 or, or more people that come see this each night in the audience. And some of them will never see it again. 
know, I've had the privilege to be in it for seven, seven times and it's no longer, it's no longer around, but you can find the video online if you ever want to watch it. But anyways, I played this lead character and we were playing, and we were playing ball one day and I just, I stepped, I, I stepped on the ball or something and just really, really rolled my ankle hard. But knowing that I was the only one that could do this role and knowing we had to perform that night, you know, I asked somebody to give me a blessing and, and then I just started acting as if it would be okay. I did. I really just started acting as if it'd be okay. I started walking on it. I started because I had to be ready to go and it wasn't just ready to go. It was like, I, I did, I did these super, super high jumps where I jump off one stage and instead of just dropping down five or so feet to the next stage below, I actually jump up and then come crashing down in like this really, really cool way. Um, and so like, I don't remember exactly if I did a lot of like the super crashing down ones, but I definitely know I, I performed that night and I'm, and I'm pretty sure I did perform almost as if it was the same. We live in a world where people say that the God is not a God of miracles. That God has done his miracles. Guys, he's performing miracles every day. I mean, technology is a miracle. Him connecting with me with the exact right people is a miracle. Everything is a miracle. There, there's some form of quote around this, but. It's like you can either look at everything in your life as a miracle or nothing in your life as a miracle. You know, it's interesting, you know, and, and this is not the first time that I've been injured and thought my life was over. Back in 2014, I was playing all kinds of sports. Like, you name it, I was probably playing it. I was playing volleyball, ice hockey, basketball, um, lifting weights. And it was interesting because my, my right arm was really starting to hurt. So much so that I would be pretty much rubbing it all the time if I wasn't actually playing a sport. Well, what that pain in my arm was telling me is, hey, you need to stop. You need to slow down. There's something going on here that you, you need to stop. And then one day I was doing a, what was I doing? I was doing a cable fly and a, a high to low cable fly. And I felt something go in my shoulder and I'm like, oh no. And I didn't even bother to get it checked out. I mean, at the time, I didn't even have insurance. So I didn't, and go see doctors cost money. But then again, I have an amazing physical therapist that's my cousin. You know, and, and, I, and I didn't even bother going and saying, hey, man, I, I don't have anything. I'm not at a place in life where I, like I said, this was, this was quite a few years ago, but like, I'm not a place in life that I can afford to pay you. Can you help me? I, I didn't even bother doing that. You know, it wasn't until six months later that I got, I, I guess I got in, like state insurance or something. And 
and then I was able to go. But I did, guys. I thought my life was over. And you know who tells us that? The adversary. Now, do I have to continue to do certain exercises for my shoulder pretty much forever? Yeah. Because I have to keep the muscles, well, especially in the beginning. It's like I have to do these exercises nearly every day in order to keep that shoulder strong. And so, but that, that being said, you know, the adversary just plays on fear. It's like, well, your life's over. You can't, I can't, I can't believe how, how could you be so stupid to do the exact thing I'm tempting you to do? I, I, I really do. I, I believe, and maybe some people might think I give him too much credit, but the adversary and his, his third of the host of heaven, which According to one number I looked at, that third of the host of heaven, would like third of the people that would have ever come to this earth and maybe other places, is like 40 billion. That's a lot of people working on you. And I know for some that might be way too extreme if it is. Just call it crazy leprechaun thinking. But it sounds so clever. And... It, and it does it like it it tells you to do one thing and then beats you up for doing it it's like the ultimate psychopath almost <laughs> you know it's it is it's just like hey go go play you got to you got to get this new character if you don't get him by this time then you're not going to you're not going to get him and like that's really how video games are built you have a certain time window especially with NBA 2K to win certain characters and if you don't get them by that time you can never get them again like that, that's really how it's built. And so it's built on every form of addiction you could ever imagine. And so, but we're, but we're taught to fear. We're taught to be afraid. We're, instead of just, you know, and, and it's like, there's, there's another person I was talking to and they shared with me how they were having a certain medical condition, but, and they'd been having it for a while but they were so afraid that it would limit their lifestyle and they wouldn't be able to do anything. To, they wouldn't be able to do the things they love to do. That, that's who is just fear. God is not a God of fear. He is a God of faith. He is a God of miracles. You know, and, and we're taught by the adversary that we're worthless, that that we're that we're dumb, that we're stupid, that we make poor choices, that every one of our choices we've ever made has been poor. But the Lord doesn't do that. I mean, even last night, every Monday night, we have in our church, especially in the singles unit I'm a part of, we have where we get together and we do either an activity or some sort. And so we got together to do this service project. And I was so afraid that I would go and that everybody would give me so much crap about not being able to do it. And it was actually really simple stuff. I mean, it's basically using your hands to you know, help with these, these uh, Christmas lights. And, and it was interesting because as I went, I ended up instead, like, you know, a person, one of the leaders of the project kind of asked me, hey, what do you, you know, can you help us? And I'm like, I can't. I'm hurt. And I don't know whether they thought I was lying or whatever. And, and they didn't even ask me to elaborate. I just said, I'm, I'm hurt. And then I ended up having a 
pretty much just listening to somebody share with me about what they were going through in their life, which I enjoy and I, and I feel is some form of service. So while I wasn't able to serve in the, that one way, and while I was so exhausted and tired and annoyed and frustrated, and there was still a place for me to serve. There really was. And you don't have to be at the top of your game all the time to serve. I mean, all the adversaries lies, all the crazy leprechaun thinkings lies. They're pretty good. You know, and at the time I was sitting watching the baseball game, I was watching the College World Series and and I was kind of enjoying it, but it wasn't that I was opposed to going to this project. I just, I, I felt that I wouldn't be of any good use to anybody. So, the Lord has a place for you no matter what. Now, like some people, there, there's a story told by a lady named Kathy Casey of you know, working and teaching a lot of this understanding that I teach you guys. And, and then she would teach him in prisons. And once they understood more about what we talk about, about how this, we just have a lot of cr- crazy thinking in our head that kind of makes sense in the moment, but not really. And they said, well, if I understood that I had all this, you know, noisy thinking in my head, I wouldn't have done what I've done. And she simply says, oh, well. You know, forgive yourself for your past, whether it was years ago or a moment ago. It doesn't matter because there's nothing you can do about it. Stress is stressing about the things that I've done in the past is not going to help me in this moment. That's that's not going to help me heal any faster. You know, and, and it's interesting when we just when we just slow down and when we turn to the Lord of how Answers come in the, the strangest ways. It's like I was talking to my massage therapist and I was like, hey, I'm doing this one thing. I, I, think, it's, I think it's helping. Is it helping? And what I would do is, because my wrists were sore, I would go to the gym and just get in the hot tub and put the little jets right on, right on my sore wrist. And she's like, well, actually, Joseph, you probably, probably shouldn't normally do that when your wrists are already inflamed because that makes them more inflamed. And so this thing that I thought I was doing that was helpful, she said, most times probably isn't where, at least where I'm at right now. And, and then the coolest thing happened this morning. I, I woke up and before I, right before I woke up, the spirit's like, hey, remember that EFT thing? So if, if you're familiar with EFT, it's called emotional freedom techniques. And the idea is basically there's, seven rivers of energy that run through your body or something. And anyways, I, I can't I can't really explain it that well. I, I know how to do it, but I can't really explain it that well. Because when this when this impression came this morning, I haven't done EFT in years. I mean we're talking probably 10 years. Like and I and then I was led exactly where to find the paper and exactly where to find the website with a new paper that I could print out and like 
that was amazing. And and actually, like what whatever you guys want to believe is up to you. But especially with my right arm, after I did that, it actually felt significantly better. My my left is worse than my right just because of the car accident. Like the car accident, it was, you know, it was already in a, you know, probably in a stress state. And so because of that, it, it's my left arm was worse than my right. But after I did that with my right arm, it, it actually felt significantly better. It really did. You know, and then, and then I also just went to Heavenly Father and asked him in prayer and said, hey, and, and very specifically ask, I got what, with what little I've learned about that little tunnel that causes, that can cause all that pain, just specifically ask Heavenly Father, hey, can you, can you help all these, you know, veins and all these other things that have to go through that tunnel to go back to their normal size so that, so that I can be better. And, and it really did, guys, it felt, it felt quite a bit better. Heavenly Father wants to help every one of you. And sometimes we feel like we're so stupid. We feel like all is lost. At the same time, these things bring me back to what's important. Right? In the past week or so, I really haven't thought much about playing any type of game. When we slow down, the answers that will come, answers will come. I mean, I'm so grateful this morning. Like I said, I, I haven't done EFT or any form of it in over 10 years, maybe more. The Lord knows what he's doing and he knows how to help you. And he will help you. I think sometimes we just don't ask. I mean, I don't ask that much. And I sure don't ask with any type of faith, like actually expecting to get it. And there's a, there's a scripture I was reading in the Book of Mormon this morning that basically said, to you, you know, he was, somebody was asking, asking him to do something, asking the Lord to do something, or even asking an angel to do something. And it basically said, do you believe that I can do this? You know, and, and even as I said before, when I, you know, when you, when you have those moments of doubt, when you have those moments of you're not sure if God can do what he says he can do, go back to the times he already has. We forget about those. I'd forgotten about plenty of experiences in my life. that the Lord provided the solutions. What are you beating yourself up for? What are the choices and the things that you've done or haven't done? It doesn't do any good. Are you getting closer to the solutions when you're beating yourself up?
what if you stopped beating yourself up and said, like, accepted where you're at and said, okay, Heavenly Father, this is where I'm at. And you can even ask Him for comfort and peace and say, hey, have I entirely messed up or have I just mostly messed up? <laughs> In other words, is there a way to heal this? I was thinking this morning as I as I was pondering and reading my scriptures, there's a moment in, in the scripture that basically Heavenly Father has, or I'm, I'm sorry, the Lord has Moses place his hand inside of his chest and it comes out like totally withered and basically leprous. And then he puts it back in and it goes back whole. I mean, if, if, if the Lord can do that, just to prove a tiny, tiny point, or whatever he was doing in that moment, then he can heal you. Now, I've also had moments when, you know, I, I wanted somebody you know, I had this experience where I wanted to tell somebody that they were going to be, you know, healed of their challenge. And the Spirit stopped me and helped me to understand that was, that was just one of their challenges that they had in life. Every one of us has our own challenges. Some of them will be strengthened through, some of them will be healed, and some of them will be taken away. That's up to the Lord. You know, the man that had his hand healed said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. If thou wilt. You put it in the Lord's hands and says, hey, if thou wilt. The other thing I'll say that I tell all of my clients, if they happen to be a member of my faith, the most important thing they can do is read the Book of Mormon each day if that if that doesn't happen to be your thing if you're not if you're not a member of my faith like i'm not i'm not telling you you have to do that but at least for me my connection and my relationship with heavenly father is the most important thing that i have especially because as i get older i realize more and more like there is an expiration date on my life and I want to do the best that I can before that time. And, and I'm not going to be able to do that when I'm so worried and I'm so frustrated and upset about choices that I've made in the past. The most important choice that any of us can make is be true to what we know. And in my case, it's being true to Heavenly Father so that I can return to His presence one day. If, if I lose everything else except that, 
like I'm okay. I don't know. I think the Heavenly Father wants me to experience so much more in life. And I believe he allows certain challenges and trials to happen and come into our lives. I really do. Once again, whether it's our own silliness, our own anything that we do, it's just we have to pay attention. If something's causing a lot of pain, it's probably worth checking out. What are you beating yourself up over? Or what are you worrying about? Is it helping? If it's not helping, I would invite you to be still. Plenty of times people think being still means sitting there and scanning their head for answers. Being still is being still. Allowing stillness into your mind and when any thought comes in of just letting it go. Not scanning your brain and your mind and everything else for the answers that you think you need to have. And as you're more and more empty, the answers can come. The Lord can do absolute miracles. I remember hearing this story or reading it, I, I can't remember which, where there was an individual that had, I, I believe it was a liver, and it was very, very not working. And I don't remember how many years ago this was, if this was before the time of, you know, li liver transplants or such, but so I, I don't remember that, and I, and I really don't remember where to find this story exactly. But basically, the individual, I think they prayed and they fasted and they asked for heaven's help. And when the doctors went to look at their liver, it was a brand new liver. Like brand new as in like so clean like a child's. So much so that for six months they had to eat baby food. <laughs> I, I don't think they minded. Like, and sometimes healing comes and sometimes it doesn't. And like, our, our part is to have the faith. Our part is to show up and do the things that we feel will help us. That's our part. Heavenly Father's part is the actual healing. Every miracle, or at least most miracles, require two parts. They require what we can do, and they require what God can do. There's a book by a religious leader of mine named Russell M. Nelson that was a famous, famous heart surgeon. Like, super famous. And it's a book called Accomplishing the Impossible. And one of the subtitles is What God Does, What We Can Do. And I actually like how what God does is in all caps. And what we can do is also in all caps, but it's smaller. 
What, what we can do compared to what God can do pales in comparison. But when we start moving in the directions that he wants us to go and sitting beating yourself up for your past, no matter what you've done, no matter what you have done, Heavenly Father and the Lord still care about you and they still want you to get the best help that you can get. Stop beating yourself up for things that you've done. One quote that I love by the Scottish mystic Sidney Banks says, Everybody is doing the best they know how, given their thinking in the moment. In, in, in the moment when I'm sitting there and playing all those games, it made sense. It made sense that I, I had to get that particular player or I would never get him. I mean, ironically, you know, these new games come out every year and I would have had to start all over <laughs> again. So it's like beating myself up for that is silly. And, and it really has. It's caused me to turn more and more to the Lord. So I'm grateful for that. It's like I talk about, hey, it doesn't matter whether you're listening or reading your scriptures, whatever you're doing, it's awesome. It is. You know, and I, I have found, at least lately for me, I just started actually reading them, reading them instead of listening to them all the time. There's, there's a real peace that comes from that. You know, and, and now it's funny, I just kind of sit, like today I iced one of my arms for 15 minutes and I asked the other one for 15 minutes and that was the perfect amount of time to, to read the scriptures this morning. Can you forgive yourself? Can you forgive yourself for whatever thing that you've done that you feel there's no way to come back from? Because there's always a way. The Lord will always provide a way. Because He cares about you and He loves you. And He wants what's best for you. What's your job? To take any tiny step that you can. Any tiny step that you feel is going to help you. Especially the ones that you feel guided and directed to take. The Lord has great things in store for each and every one of you. And He will heal you according to His will, according to His timing, according to His desires. You are His child and He has not forgotten about you. You know, I'm thinking of the book of Job. How Job went through so many challenges and so many trials in his life. And then he was given double, or even way more than that in return. The Lord will do great things in your life. But you're going to be a lot happier if you stop beating yourself up. And ask for peace. Heavenly Father, I, I messed up on this thing. I, I made this choice. What, what can we do about it? What, what are the solutions available? And then he'll lead you, and he'll guide you. The adversary wants you to feel stuck. The Lord wants you to continue on your journey. 
you know, and for me personally, like one of the things that's helped at various times in my life is, especially when we're so caught up in our own head, is getting a getting a priesthood blessing, which is something we do in the church, where in the church I belong to, where we place our hands on somebody's heads and basically give them a blessing from Heavenly Father of of healing and comfort. And that has helped me so much in my life to be able to just kind of say, oh, well, I made those choices. Next. Oh, well. Next. What would it be like if you stopped beating yourself up about whatever it is you're beating yourself up? Is it, of course, is it frustrating? Is it sad? Is it Annoying that we made some of those choices. Absolutely, guys. But if you keep making them and keep relying, relying on your own hands and your own arms, you're missing an incredible infinite force of Heavenly Father that is so willing to help. You know, there's a, something that talks about prayer in this Bible dictionary, and it says, you know, the Lord is willing to... I just went ahead and looked it up, but this is the part I really like. It says, Prayer is the act by which the will of the Father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. And then it goes on to say, The object of prayer is not to change the will of God but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional and are asking for them. So there's blessings God is willing to grant you if you but ask. It says blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. Did you guys hear that? Even through prayer, we can obtain the highest of all blessings. Comfort, peace, love, joy, forgiveness. I think so often with all that we've been given, we feel frustrated and annoyed with ourselves for wasting time, for wasting energy. There's nothing wrong with doing the things that you love and enjoy. Nothing at all. It's just there's balance in all things. And, and the more that you do the will of the Lord, the happier you will be. There's a quote by another religious leader of mine that has passed away that says, his name is Ezra Taft Benson, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment, God will endow us with power. And that's really what I'm trying to steer towards in my life, and there's many times that I fail. It's just, okay, Heavenly Father, what do you want me to do? Let's get it done. But even yesterday, I was told, I was told the things to get done, but you know, I, I got distracted because I was spending so much time working on my arm and other things and just being lost in the art of like working on my arms, icing them and icing them and icing them like the proper amount guys, but like that I didn't get those things done. And then I was reminded this morning, Hey, this is what, these are the things that you need to get done today. 
But when we have so much thinking going through our head, of which of most of which we have no idea, because unless you're a medical professional, you don't actually know that you're injured beyond all cost. The Lord is amazing. The Lord can do miracles and he will do miracles in your life if you allow him and let him. But we have to forgive ourselves. We have to let things go. We have to understand we're spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, I've shared so deeply today with you guys today because this is what I'm experiencing in the moment. You know, I, I, and I know that many of you too have things that you beat yourself up over. Let's stop beating ourselves up and let's start inviting and asking the Lord and saying, hey, this is what I've done. What, what are the next steps? What are the solutions? Help me to just be okay with this. And then move forward. The Lord will never beat you up about something that you've done. Never. He, he might say, hey, that wasn't the smartest choice, but he's not going to be like, I can't believe that you did that thing. I can't believe that you didn't trust me. I can't believe that you didn't listen. You know, you already know, I mean, especially with some of this stuff I know, it's like, Joseph, you already know that when you start to hurt, it's like saying stop. We forget that, guys. Every one of us forgets. Every one of us. But I know as we turn to a loving Heavenly Father, He can create miracles in our lives. He can strengthen us. He can give us comfort. He can give us peace. And He will and can heal us according to his desires. All we have to do is ask. It doesn't say in that part on prayer that you have to go out and do, you know, find the most amazing and most spiritual person you know to bless you. It says you simply have to ask and it, will, and it can give you the highest of all blessings. Wow. How amazing is that? What is the miracle you're wanting? What is the thing that you need to forgive yourself for? Or what's the step that you need to take? I believe and know that God is a God of miracles. And He will and He can help you. But you have to ask. If you but ask the Lord to do miracles and wonders and amazing things in your life, He will. And I know sometimes it feels like He's so distant. He's not. He's right there. He's willing to help you, willing to strengthen you. In the book, A Course on Miracles, it says there is no difference between the size of miracles. And God is the God of miracles. Always has been. Always will be. Maybe we should tap into his infinite power. And he will lead and guide and direct us as he sees fit. 
whatever you have felt to do this day, do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website Happy nsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.